Welcome in. It's the Advent Health High Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. We appreciate you tuning in. My guest today is your Orlando Magic lead team physician. He is with Rothman Orthopedic and Advent Health. Dr. Luke O oh is a practicing surgeon, medical educator, research scientist, entrepreneur, and innovator. And Doc, I could I could spend probably 30 minutes on, on just your bio, but uh, we don't have time for that necessarily. But appreciate you joining me today for a chat. How you doing? Oh, doing very well. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I Let's dive in just a little bit. I I wonder how many times a week you get asked about Tom Brady. I'm not going to ask you specifically about Tom Brady, but I do want to ask about your background a little bit. Um, as you go through your your subspecialty fellowships, it's basically every hospital I've ever heard of, right? It's 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 Massachusetts General. It's the Hospital for Special Surgery, the Mayo Clinic. You've worked with Dr. James Andrews. Uh, and then, of course, a, a lot of notoriety came from your time up in New England working with the Patriots, the Boston Red Sox, um, and the Bruins. And then down here at Advent Health, how did your passion for sports, uh, how was that kind of born? How, how did you get into this whole field in the first place? Well, Jake, I'm a frustrated uh, athlete myself. Um, my athletics career ended when I graduated high school. And the time that I participated on different sports teams with my friends and teammates, uh, you know, it's an incredible bond. Uh, we have a, a shared mission. Even as uh, as a youngster, we understood that we had to practice so much to allow us to perform at our best during this short spurt of time during an athletic contest. And each of us had a role, a job to do, um, and we had to do it faithfully and practice. And I think the bonds that we developed uh, in the locker room and on the field uh, were so memorable and positive, um, uh, both, uh, I think, physically, emotionally, mentally, and I just wanted to continue to stay in that type of environment where you put out there your very best uh, for your teammate and they do the same for you. Um, and so as a result, um, I want to find a way that I can continue to participate in that environment. And for me, that that's through the, the medical route to be a part of the medical staff for a team and to continue to have that that same kind of exposure in that environment, which has been um, uh, an amazing journey and very uh, fortunate uh, for me. The origin story is kind of similar to mine, but 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 I think we our paths diverged. I got into broadcasting because I wasn't good enough to play sports at a high level. Uh, you put in a lot more work, I think, to get where you are. Walk me through your bio a little bit. I mentioned some of um, of of your uh, fellowships and some of the places um, that you studied, but what were kind of some of the more formative um, aspects of, of, of your path? Yeah, well, you know, I went to high school in Long Island at Great Neck South High School, and I have to tell you, some of my best teachers and mentors uh, were from the high school and middle school levels, and I felt like I learned so much. Um, I'm an immigrant to this country, came from South Korea when I was 10 years old, and so in addition to first learning the language and the culture, um, I think there's so much that I learned from uh, some of my um, middle school and high school teachers. So really kudos to them. Uh, I went to college at Cornell University and um, uh, had a wonderful time, developed a lot of great friendships with uh, both faculty and, and students. Uh, I went to um, uh, medical school at Georgetown, uh, residency at Hospital for Special Surgery. And, you know, while most people do uh, one fellowship, um, I did uh, three. And I tell people that if you know that you need uh, remedial training, you continue to find ways to get educated. And um, 
Uh, so all joking aside, I had some great opportunities to train with some fantastic mentors. And I think that's such an important thing for, uh, for a young person in any field, really. Um, because I know, um, you know, among my co-residents, uh, clearly there were people who were smarter than I was, uh, worked just, just as hard. And uh, for me, I've been fortunate to get connected with mentors who really put me in, in the right uh, place so that whenever a door opened that I was prepared to uh, enter. Um, and uh, so I did my first fellowship in sports medicine at uh, Massachusetts General Hospital. And that was my uh, first introduction to helping to take care of the Patriots and the Red Sox and the Bruins and the uh, New England Revolution soccer team. Um, I went uh, to the Mayo Clinic to get a, a additional training in complex shoulder and elbow reconstruction um, and uh, spent time with Dr. Andrews to learn how to uh, not only um, uh, fine-tune the techniques of Tommy John surgery, but also how to interact, communicate with professional athletes. And, um, you know, pro athletes, um, like all of us, uh, want to connect with doctors who understand their motivation, their inspiration, as well as their fears, right? And so um, if you're in the last year of your contract, there's certain things that you're concerned about as a pro athlete. Uh, you're in your first year of your contract and you have an injury, then you have other types of things that circulate in your mind that you you want some help to, to navigate, um, not only the physical injury, but also the psychosocial and emotional journey that goes along with that. And I think the, the ability to connect with them at that level, to really understand the unique circumstances that each individual person is in, um, I think those are the connections that are important in taking care of people, whether, whether you're a recreational weekend warrior or, or a professional athlete. And, and those are the things that I learned from all of my mentors there, in addition to learning the techniques of performing surgery. So, so I'm really grateful for, for all of the learning that I had an opportunity to, to have with all of these great minds and truly... Um, you know, we all stand as a shoulders on the shoulders of giants, and and I've had the privilege and honor to uh, stand uh, on on many uh, um, of the giants in our field. Well, I really appreciate that you mentioned public school teachers first. You're you're talking to the son of two public school teachers from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, and it's always very important to make sure that we give them their props and their flowers. Real quick aside, because obviously. Um, you know, your work's never done. You're always you're lifelong learning, obviously, in the field of medicine. But you mentioned kind of the the personal connection with players. That has to be something that every day you're learning more and more, if for no other reason, because every day you're getting a little bit older and the professional athlete is staying young. That's got to be kind of an interesting um, dynamic, um, just making sure that you understand the person behind the athlete. Absolutely. I think for me, it has always been important to emphasize this, and and I think that has also opened up a lot of um, uh, opportunities for for discussion at a deeper personal level. And what I mean by that is, it's important to take care of these athletes um, as people, as as um, uh, uh, you know, all of the athletes I've taken care of are, are were in men's sports, but th this would go uh, 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 similarly for women's sports, but for for the People who have taken care of their their um, place, you know, in this world as a man, as a, a son, as a father, as a husband, um, as a philanthropist, as an entrepreneur, um, who also happen to be an outstanding basketball player or an outstanding athlete. You know, 
and that it's important not to look at someone and say, oh, you're a big uh, fellow with a great physique and you run and jump fast and you're an athlete first. Um, but to take care of the person who also happens to be an athlete in addition to being many other things, I think that um, is the first thing to develop an understanding and a trust among two different human beings. And I think that's always been my focus. Um, and I think, I think uh, you know, athletes, um, whether they're pros or recreational athletes, we can worse. They, they appreciate that, you know, because we have to put everything into, con- into the context of our lives. That's great. Um, what, what sort of bored your love for sports? What sport did you play in first? What sport do you still love enjoying? Do you, do you spend your free time? It, it can be difficult when you work in sports like you and I to take some time and, and enjoy. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. And I still watch the Cleveland Browns as if I'm broadcasting the games. What do you What do you like to do? How, how, what What do you love about sports? And what was your first love, sports wise? Yeah. So, um, you know, as uh, someone who's um, altitudinally challenged, I had to play all the low center of gravity sports. Right. <laughs> so I played soccer naturally, and um, um, I, I grew up in Long Island, so lacrosse was big. So I dabbled in lacrosse. Uh, again, I was a pretty mediocre athlete. I just put, uh, you know, all my effort into it, but I wasn't terribly good at anything. And it's, it's funny how in life you, you, uh, desire the things that don't come easily to you. And so for a relatively short person, um, I think my favorite uh, sport to play was of course basketball. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really grateful that I get to be a, a pro basketball doctor now and, uh, really relishing that. Um, and, uh, also, you know, I have three uh, children, and so nowadays I try to uh, try to keep up with them in the sports that they play. They've gone through lacrosse, soccer, and basketball, and flag football, and now my two girls are into volleyball, and my son is getting into tennis. Uh, for me, uh, recreationally now, um, I've been taking golf lessons and, and try to improve there, but uh, that's a challenging game, and, and um, uh, you just got to keep up with it. And... Uh, my wife is a tennis player, and if her tennis coach allows her to play uh, pickleball, we're both interested in in trying that. But uh, I don't know. Some people say that it may mess up her tennis swing. Um, so we're looking forward to uh, uh, trying pickleball as well. Well, I would think I would think you would have the answers as as to whether or not it would. I realize it's a different it's a different uh, field, but um, there's got to be a way to I think finagle a, a pickleball. Uh, not career, but uh, playing pickleball and not completely messing up your tennis swing. That's interesting. Um, okay, so tell me about the Orlando Magic. How did you How did you get down here? What makes working for the Magic special to you, and 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 what drew you to Orlando in general? Well, um, I had spent um, 14 years um, after training at Mass General and Harvard Medical School, and that was my first job. and And for those 14 years, had a uh, an opportunity to take care of. Um, athletes of all levels. You know, we talked about some of the pro teams in Boston, but, you know, I took care of Harvard University, Boston College Baseball. Uh, I took care of my town's uh, high school team at uh, Walpole High School, as well as a private school in Cambridge called uh, Buckingham Brown and Nickel School. So it's, uh, um, you know, it's been a great uh, opportunity to hear of athletes of all levels and including patients uh, who were weekend warriors, you know, who didn't necessarily play for a formal team of, uh, uh, of some type. Um, and during that time, as you can imagine, in addition to taking care of those athletes, I was also involved in a, 
an education program. I was uh, the fellowship director for the sports medicine training program at Mass General. And um, I found myself uh, to be uh, not as balanced as I had uh, hoped that I would be. And so um, I needed a, a probably personal recalibration of my life. And um, uh, when I won the um, uh, Teacher of the Year Award from the Harvard residents, um, my wife pointed out something that was, um, I thought, a, a spicy comment, but uh, it was nevertheless true. She said, you know, honey, you're a gifted teacher, uh, and it, everyone loves the mentorship you provide, but do you know that you spend more time teaching other people's children than your own children? Mm. And I think that woke me up a little bit, um, and a whole bunch of things happened at once. You know, that that comment really burned because it was true. Um and COVID happened. I had some time to reflect. And you know, when you're so busy, um, sometimes it's hard to sit down and have time for self-reflection and self-assessment. Um, and uh, during that time, I turned 50. I'm 52 now. And and my uh, father-in-law passed away. Um, he uh, so my in-laws live in Claremont, and they had lived in Long Island, were snowbirds for a long time, and then permanently moved down here probably about six years ago. My father-in-law um, was diagnosed with cancer, so we had both my in-laws come and live with us in Massachusetts. Well, he was getting treated at Mass General. I figured that I knew the people there, so we would have uh, be able to connect them better. Um, so they lived with us, um, you know, had dinners together, and uh, after seven months, he, he wasn't there anymore. And I think that's when I realized something uh, deep to the core. That's something that we all understand uh, intellectually, which is that, you know, when when people die, they don't come back. Um, and that's when I realized that I, I need to. I need to have better balance uh, in my life, uh, both for self-care, but also relationships with my own family and friends. Um, and so we looked to move to Orlando because my in-laws were here, my um, brother-in-law is here. Um, and so it just turns out that, you know, again, um, it, it's important for me to realize that it's it's not about me. The, the, the things that I've had an opportunity to do, so many other people had a hand in it, as well as, quite frankly, just timing and just showed good luck, right? And so when I was looking, um, there was a transition um, planned for the team physician for the Orlando Magic. Um, Advent Health was growing, developed a partnership with Rothman Orthopedics. Uh, Rothman Orthopedics and Advent Health Orthopedic Institute needed a medical director of orthopedic sports medicine. And so um, it was just a wonderful opportunity. And it's something that I needed in my life for myself and my family. Um, and, uh, so here we are, um, it's been, it's been great. We're very grateful for these opportunities and the Orlando magic, um, is an incredible organization. Um, the, you know, the intangibles, the culture of the place. Um, and there's, uh, clearly an emphasis on, on getting the, the process right, doing it the right way and not just trying to get a, a certain end result and, and to cheat, to get there or to, to not uh, go through the right uh, mechanics uh, or the methods to just achieve something to win a game or two uh, more than last season, uh, and, and and there's a there's a really sensible way to do things here, and um, this is my second season being involved with the team, and you can already see uh, how the team is responding because the overall culture here is to do things the right way every day, and the results will certainly just follow. Um, the team itself, we have a cadre of young people who are extremely talented, 
and extremely mature. And sometimes we forget that these uh, exceptional athletes are at the age where they should be in college. They're college kids um, who are under the um, magnifying glass on a big stage and day to day, the way that these fellas behave and carry themselves is really impressive and and, and very mature. And so um, it's, it's just really inspiring to be uh, with this group of people who are dedicated to excellence at such a young age. And um, I'm just very impressed by, by everything that I'm seeing with the people involved in this organization um, from the very, very top uh, president of the basketball operations, president of the um, uh, business operation, that's Jeff Waltman and Charlie Freeman, um, Alex Martin, CEO, of course, the ownership group, to the head coach, assistant coaches, performance staff, uh, doctors, every, every, all the support um, uh, front office staff, um, just incredible people and, and the way that everyone works with humility, I think, uh, and to get the job done is what, what's going to make this organization successful. That's great. It's great perspective. And thank you very much for sharing the the personal aspect of um, of how you ended up down here. The, the the serendipity is not lost on me of of the timing of it. A lot of times I feel like the universe was kind of rewards you when you when you start looking, when you put your uh, antenna up, the, the, those opportunities might find you. The timing, Dr. O, was was pretty was pretty interesting because you end up coming down here right as a beautiful new Advent Health Training Center. Um, I guess when you arrived, it was just about being open or 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 just about there. Tell yes, me about I, the building and 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 what yeah. a game changer that is. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, so I arrived and basically a couple of weeks later, I participated in the ribbon cutting ceremony. Yes, as, if you, uh, as if you as if you uh, you drove one of the original spikes, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so um, it, it, it was just amazing. Um, everyone was so excited about um, what I considered to be the cutting edge, the most cutting edge and premier training facility in this country and perhaps the world. And so, you know, I've been uh, a part of uh, other successful championship winning teams in Boston and, and they have some wonderful facilities too. Um, but being that this is the newest and also a $75 million facility uh, that has um, uh, different types of uh, monitoring capabilities and in the training um, facility that you see behind me um, uh, is incredible. Uh, there are um, altitude training chambers so that if they're going to play games uh, uh, in, say, in Denver or other areas where the altitude is higher, uh, we can start uh, um, the athletes on some training. And with that regard, um, the uh, locker room and uh, the family room uh, is designed uh, not to look sterile, but to be inviting. Um, you know, some of the some of the athletes have said, hey, this place is so nice, so comfortable. Um, um, sometimes I don't want to go home. I feel like this is uh, uh, where home is. You know, there's family uh, and everyone we, that we interact with um, gives each other that type of a feel. And so in addition to the technological advance, I think the feng shui of the, 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 the interior space, um, just, you know, emphasizes and encourages that type of bonding. 
So I think this 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 building was really well thought out. Uh, but of course, after all, it's just a building. And if you don't have the people inside it that make it uh, warm and inviting, it wouldn't work. And and so we have a combination of, of both the most cutting edge facility um, uh, with the people who just make it feel like, you know, this is the place to be. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Arnie Kander, the team's new high performance director. He's a legend in the NBA. I worked in Detroit for a few years. I actually missed him. I was there right after um, he was there, but I, I, you can't talk to anybody who's ever been involved with the Pistons organization without Arnie's name coming up. And you talk about the person and um, inviting and connecting with young players. He's just got kind of a magic touch uh, with all of that, doesn't he? He sure does. Uh, you know, I think Arnie and I are kind of uh, uh, two peas in a pot kind of a thing. And uh, we feel like uh, you're, you know, true brothers uh, from another mother kind of a situation. And so, you know, when you first meet Arnie, um, his reputation certainly precedes him, but he lives up to everything that we know about him, uh, uh, not only his expertise, but uh, the way that he approaches the game, the way that he approaches uh, an injury, the way that he approaches each and individual athlete as a, a, a human being who is trying to perform at his very best. And, uh, you know, we're there to support that journey um, and, you know, there are people who you trust. There are people who are good at what they do. Um, and there's so many other, um, I suppose, characteristics and attributes that could be on a list. Um, it is rare to find people who check every single box. Um, you know, in addition to his experience and expertise, his communication style and and um, he just, you know, simply lets everyone's guard down and uh, start believing and trusting. And um, the way he goes about things and his expertise just brings the results that further enhances that trust. Um, and so, yeah, I would say the names I mentioned before, the Alex Martins, Jeff Weldman, Charlie Freeman, Arnie Kander, um, uh, Ernest Eugene, our head athletic trainer. These are folks um, who, as leaders in their respective uh, areas in in the organization, um, lead by example to to bring that trust and culture just happen. When I spoke with Arnie, he had been on board for three or four months, maybe, and he was in Boulder, Colorado, doing uh, yoga with four or five of our players who had come out there, and they were doing it at Red Rocks, so, you know, the sunrise with 5,000 people uh, saluting the sun, and he just painted the picture, and I thought to myself, they get, you mentioned, these are 20-year-olds. Some of them have never done a yoga pose before in their life, and to get that kind of buy-in after only being around for a few months, I think that's and a proof positive of uh, of that personal touch that Arnie brings. Um, okay, let's talk about the building a little bit more. You you obviously have um, the Orlando Magic and the players nearby, but it's not just a player training center. Um, you've you've got athletes of all walks of life, weekend warriors, um, as you as you um, as you uh, refer to them, walking in at all times. What does that sort of aspect? What does that bring to the care? Um, for for your your average patient walking in there, when they when they can see right down the hall, there's there's a player being treated. It's it, it really is that sort of personal touch, and it I think that can make a big difference. You talk about the power of thought. Um, I'm getting the same treatment as as a Jonathan Isaac or a Paulo Banquero. 
That's exactly right. Um, you know, I think for for us, the definition of athlete isn't someone who is going to the Olympics or getting paid millions of dollars to play. You know, um, being an athlete is a state of mind. And if that means uh, just kicking the soccer ball in the uh, backyard with your grandchildren, that makes you an athlete at that period in time. And we're trying to to help everybody achieve uh, the level of lifestyle um, and, and active manner of movement that each individual wants. Um, and, you know, having uh, the expertise and the diagnostic equipment and the treatment modalities that we employ for professional athletes, that's available for everyone in Central Florida. And so, uh, of course, part of the building is catered to uh, the highest performance uh, for a human being, and in this case, for the Orlando Magic. But we have in the same building, um, uh, Rothman Orthopedics. We have diagnostic imaging with uh, a weight-bearing CT, which is the first of its kind in Central Florida, MRI, and of course, x-ray. We have uh, physical therapy, uh, sports medicine rehab. Uh, we're going to be having sports cardiology come into this building as well in the new year. We have Primary Care Plus uh, that offers same-day appointments for primary care um, with an emphasis on overall wellness. Uh, and that includes things like nutrition and sleep medicine uh, and overall lifestyle medicine. And um, so by having all of this under one roof, uh, we can really offer uh, an important service uh, to everyone in Central Florida and others who may want to travel here for that level of care. The, the whole athlete care model is, I mean, basically you just explained everything. So how does that apply? It, it makes sense when you think about the concept of it, but when you're talking about a player who's, you know, typically has a very specific injury, a, a rotator cuff or a knee or whatever, um, how does the whole athlete care model kind of apply to, to what you do specifically with Magic players? Sure. So, um, you know, you can have an, uh, an ankle sprain, um, and certainly you need to treat the ankle. But while you're uh, you know, trying to get better from that injury, you compensate, you have a limp, you walk funny. So the opposite contralateral limb may take some additional stress. You might have a pelvic tilt. You might uh, stress the low back as a result. Uh, you may need uh, an assessment of your nutrition to make sure that you have the appropriate uh, minerals and the different... Uh, a balanced diet that you need to heal, the appropriate proteins and the carbohydrates and the balances between that as well as fat. And, and we need some of that too, that everything needs to be in balance. There's also the, the psychosocial emotional aspect of having an injury, the inconvenience of uh, missing work or not being able to drive uh, to work as easily or to be able to uh, play in the next coming game. Um, the stressors involved with uh, loss of work for us and 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 potential um, contract issues uh, for the pro athlete. And so, um, you know, you you might have a single a simple ankle sprain, but there's so many downstream other effects that it has on our lives, whether it's for, for work or social or family obligations. And I think it's to um, help navigate all of those aspects that are part of a human's experience. And that's what we mean by whole person care. It's not just the physical and the orthopedic manifestations of an injury, but everything that goes along with it, you know, and, and especially for someone who uh, 
uh, is a parent um, uh, or, or anyone else who is responsible for taking care of other people in their lives, other family members. There's so much added stress about, man, if I can't, if I miss more days of work, what does that do for my next mortgage payment or car payment? And, and um, you know, my kids need new uniforms for sports and, and so many additional things uh, can make that recovery uh, be just more difficult. Yeah. And I think we just need acknowledgement of that and be prepared to help with all that. Um, you know, and when you have stress, it can affect sleep. We know how important sleep is for recovery. So, um, you know, for all of the Orlando Magic athletes, we we have oral rings and we monitor sleep patterns and habits. And especially for these uh, athletes who have to travel, sometimes they play a home game and they have to fly out of town that same night. It's a rigorous schedule. And so we need to be able to support um, uh, them in all of these ways. How does that apply? Because it, when you talk about the stress of an injury, my first thought is <clears throat> when you're talking about a pro athlete, <clears throat> that is their livelihood. When you're talking about a weekend warrior, it might might just be their their stress relief, right? And, and, and granted, there's all ranges of injury. Sometimes an injury is severe enough that it might keep somebody out of work. How do you take some of the lessons that you learned dealing with what is obviously a high level of stress, intensity, um, you know, mental engagement, and sometimes you know, maybe the negative um, of, of all of those stresses and, and apply it to your quote unquote weekend warrior. Yeah, I think it's really no different, you know, in, in taking care of uh, uh, human beings in general with these injuries, because because uh, the only difference might be that maybe uh, the weekend warrior isn't getting paid millions of dollars to play the sport. <laughs> uh, but the um, level of engagement and love for the sport and to participate, you know, uh, there could be a, a very high level uh, of fervent love for that sport. So, um, you know, whenever I think um, uh, someone who is, quote, middle age gets gets injured that uh, results in missing work, sometimes they start to wonder, hey, is this worth it for me to do this? To right. miss And so, you know, right after the injury, of course, those thoughts come in. But, you know, after all... Um, as human beings walking on this rock, we we have to have balance in life. And um, you know, I think having uh, active uh, an active lifestyle and having recreational activities is important for the balance of our existence. So so we we want to help people uh, navigate the ups and downs of the emotions. When you get an injury, people are frustrated. They feel defeated, and we have to try to motivate and inspire them to get to the next level. And then, once they start feeling better, now they're euphoric, and they have these thoughts of you know grandiose things, right? It's like, oh yeah, Doc, I've always healed better than everyone I know, so I'm gonna go right back and play play sports again. It's like, well, take it easy now. Now we need to pull the reins on them and say, listen, a couple of weeks ago you were really depressed. Now you're on the other end of the spectrum, but we have to, you know, we have to navigate this carefully so you don't go back too soon and re-injure it. And so I think it's to be the uh, sensible voice of experience to say, hey, this is what we see and uh, we're going to walk along this journey with you. You're not alone. Um, and at the same time, we will we, we will counsel you if we think that you're being too aggressive. And I think people really appreciate that. You know, someone's looking out for them to say, hey, you're going to do better or to gently slap them around and say, hey, man, this is, you're going too fast. This is not good for you. 
Um, and you know, we we've we've had some great feedback where people appreciate that level of honesty to be able to tell them, hey, we're telling you this because because we care about you. Um, and um, we have so many people uh, along the care spectrum who will have input to really take care of them, right? So um, our physical therapists um, will also monitor how they're progressing and will also uh, offer input. And that type of um, communication is really important. It's, it's all a matter of helping people feel whole again, which we're going to get to in one moment. I do want to ask you real quick before we go about um, injectable collagen therapy and tendon ligament injuries, how um, that research that you're conducting and, and how that field is kind of evolving. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, thank you for asking that question. You know, we've seen on the headlines about Aaron Rodgers, right? The New York Jets quarterback has an Achilles uh, tendon rupture and surgery, and he's trying to come back uh, sooner than historically what physicians have thought was the appropriate timeline for return. And so he he has many stressors, right? He's uh, he's uh, approaching the age of 40 and playing as an NFL quarterback. And, um, you know, when we, whenever we talk about healing, um, we talk about it in terms of the balance in the orthobiologic healing mechanism. Um, the ortho being the use of plates, screws, sutures, um, anchors, and things like that. And the biologic meaning, how do we enhance the biology and physiology of healing? Now, the, the advances that are made in musculoskeletal treatment had been more heavily weighted over the past few decades on the ortho side, meaning people have worked on the engineering to make stiffer, stronger metals and screws and plates and stronger sutures, thicker sutures, use more sutures, use more anchors. Um, and, you know, the biologic part has not seen as much advance because it's harder to help heal, find a way to heal better. And so the collagen therapy is our attempt to work on the biologic side of the orthobiologic equation where we're trying to actually enhance the healing. And so there have been a couple of uh, uh, amazing discoveries, breakthrough discoveries by a professor of engineering at Northeastern University by the name of uh, Dr. Uh, Jeff Ruberti. And um, he has been working on collagen injection therapy for 20 years, a lot of NIH funding, and it's been his life's work. And um, he has asked me to collaborate with him to work on the clinical translation. How can we use what he has been working on to help athletes and people in general? And what it is is that, you know, whenever we have an injury or a tear, there's a phase of inflammation, uh, certain cells and certain um, macrophages and other cytokines need to signal, and then our body cells uh, go move over there, and uh, then they need to proliferate, and those cells then need to uh, form the collagen. Then that collagen that needs to then get incorporated into the uh, area of injury. And so... Uh, it takes a lot of time as a result. What if you can bypass all of that and just deliver with an injection the collagen that the patient needs or the athlete needs to heal it directly? Now, previously what had that been done was um, uh, most of the collagen products that are out there now are bovine collagen. They're made from cows. Mm -hmm. And it's because making human collagen is difficult um, and expensive. 
Now, when you use collagen from a different species, there are certain parts that are immunogenic, so you have to cut them out. So it turns out when you cut them out, that collagen can't directly incorporate. So unfortunately, the um, the collagen products that are out there now are not terribly uh, useful. Once we inject that, it kind of gets broken and it doesn't really work that well. So Dr. Roberti has developed a proprietary formulation of collagen uh, made from human cells that are not immunogenic, so you can keep the whole thing, and they have the ability to directly intercalate into the site of injury. So it's kind of like adding a lot of substrate into the body, and the body just uses that. It doesn't have to produce it. So therefore, the time for healing is like cut in half. Um, and let's say you're a, um, you know, an elderly patient. Uh, let's say you have a diabetic patient or a smoker. Their cells are not as good as producing the high-quality collagen and at the volume that you need. So it's even slower, or they may not even heal. Whereas if you inject this collagen in those uh, patients, they're actually getting better, higher-quality quality collagen and at a higher volume than what they can produce. So um, this could really be a huge breakthrough for us if we can heal things faster. And think about this. There's also a prophylactic use. So think about it. If I have, um, say, a Boston Red Sox pitcher, who may not have been injured, but we know there's some wear and tear going on in their shoulder and elbows, right? So what if before they go home for the off season, I say, hey, let me just give you this injection where some of the micro tears that you may have developed, you know, we're going to give the substrate and it's going to start getting incorporated there and heal it and, and make it basically back to an uninjured state. Wow. Well, there's some tremendous, tremendous applicability for this research. So we've been winning all sorts of awards, national and international, and we're really pressing on with this research. And last thing, Dr. O, I appreciate the time so much. This has been a really, uh, really uh, delightful treat for me. Um, Advent Health, we talked about feeling whole, and and it's uh, Advent Health is known for encouraging patients to feel whole. What does that mean to you, first and foremost? Just kind of explain that a little bit for for me. And then personally, what inspires you to feel whole, Dr. O? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I enjoyed this conversation also. Thank you for uh, allowing me to join you here. Um, so for Advent Health, you know, the, the mission and the vision is to take care of the entire person, right? Head to toe, um, and whole person care. And, uh, as we talked about before, we do that with, uh, uh, all of our athletes, professional or recreational. And, um, I'm really impressed with that, um, that strategy and, uh, mission and vision uh, because the leaders that I have had a, uh, an opportunity to interact with and, and collaborate with and work on a daily basis with from Advent Health, um, you know, they, they really are passionate uh, about that shared mission, uh, starting from, you know, Terry Shaw, the CEO of Advent Health, and Randy Hafner, our CEO uh, of Advent Health Florida, and, and, and uh, other leaders like Sharon Line Cleary and Teresa Marion, who I uh, interact with very uh, frequently. Um, and, uh, you know, in addition to that, um, it's not just the patients, um, who they want to feel whole, but all of the physicians, staff members, and everyone who works at Advent Health, um, uh, you know, we want to, uh, feel whole. And, and I think that's really important for each of us as, as individuals who are caring for others for us to be refreshed and rejuvenated, motivated and inspired as well. So having that balance in our lives um, uh, to include family, include time for uh, self-care, wellness, 
and Advent Health has a a physician experience team, which I learned when I arrived here last year. Hmm. Um, and I said, well, what does that mean? They said, well, we have a department for the patient experience team. They want to make sure the patient's journey um, is the best that it can be. And we want our doctors to feel valued as well. And it's just addition to the physician extenders and uh, nurse practitioners and PAs and nurses and, and everybody. So they have a physician experience team to make sure that our journey while we're caring for others um, it, it is also really positive. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I'm interested in more so now at this stage of my career, um, in addition to taking care of patients and athletes, is also for uh, leadership development and mentorship. Um, I, I couldn't have gotten here by myself, um, as I mentioned before, about the important role of my mentors and standing on their shoulders. Um, uh, as well as my family support, my wife and kids c- couldn't do anything without them. Um, and so in an effort to pay it forward, um, you know, I, I, I'm really focused on offering mentorship, um, and to try to be, uh, a leader who can be a role model and Advent Health is really, um, uh, focused on developing leaders. And we have residents, uh, we have uh, six people in a brand new residency program in orthopedic surgery, which we're very excited about. Um, you know, personally for me, I, I learned about leadership uh, through an executive program that I completed at Harvard Business School called the Program for Leadership Development. And and I, I, I've um, uh, become an alum of Harvard Business School just this past uh, April and, and grateful for those learning opportunities as well. And, um, you know, I find that Advent Health is is forward thinking in that too, uh, on how to, I think, um, develop leaders who are going to take the baton from us. And I think that's important um, to to have that forward thinking perspective. And so I, I'm just really impressed by this organization and I'm just grateful to be a part of the partnership that exists between Advent Health, Rothman Orthopedics, and the Orlando Magic and um, that together we're taking care of, um, you know, all, all of our neighbors um, in Central Florida um, and beyond, you know. And so uh, this is a really exciting time and, and, and three great organizations that I'm part of. Leadership will have to be the topic of the next pot, Doc. Doc. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to uh, have, have my people speak with your people and, and we'll get into leadership and mentorship because that is, it's it's a fascinating topic. It's a, it's an industry that's absolutely exploded over the last few decades. And, um, I think that's sort of full circle aspect of anybody's career. When you reach a level of, um, of success or, or or a level of happiness, you want to make sure that you give back, uh, because we all have so many who have opened doors for us and, and it's important to, to open doors, uh, for the next generation. Dr. Luke O of Advent Health, Rothman Orthopedic, and head team physician of the Orlando Magic. Dr. O, as I said, this has been a real treat. Thank you so much for your time, and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. Would love to come back and talk to you about leadership. That sounds great. There he is, the great Dr. O, Jake Chapman here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Advent Health High Performance Podcast. Happy holidays to all of you, of course. We'll see you next time, and until then, be well.